My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited. We have an incredible guest coming on today. The guest that I'm bringing on, Bree Seeley, she is, a, is the CEO and founder of The Entrepreneur Coach with over 15 years of experience in entrepreneurship and coaching. She's also the host of Success Becomes Me. As, as an entrepreneur coach, Bree helps both new and established entrepreneurs launch and operate more profitable businesses, becoming the unlimited creators of wealth. Bree, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for, you know, jumping on, taking the time out of your day to come on and add some value to my listeners and myself. So um, pleasure having you. Super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So, you know, before we really jump in, I actually wouldn't mind if you could go ahead and tell us a bit of your story, you know, give us a little bit of your background. How did you get to where you are? Because you are doing some amazing things. And I know, um, you know, this past week you did something pretty exciting as well. So yeah, if you don't mind, we can totally start talking, start it off uh, talking about your journey. Yeah. It's interesting because I actually believe my journey in entrepreneurship started in the 1920s, possibly even before that. Um, I, uh, as you mentioned, just had a very great experience. I gave my first TEDx talk and as I was kind of preparing for that talk, I was looking back over like, you know, how have my ancestors navigated creating wealth for themselves in their lives, right? And what I discovered was just this like consistent thread of women being limited in terms of their creative wealth potential. And from my great grandmother to my grandmother, to my mom, even, you know, how I was raised was that, there were, you know, there were jobs out there and you had to get one, but you'd be paid less because you're a woman automatically, like no matter what. And you didn't really have a choice, but like, you just had to do this thing and like, just, you know, essentially get by. Right. And I kind of came to a point in my life where I was like, that is not how I want to be living. Like I am, I'm not meant to be like a starving artist or, you know, like any of those things. And so you know, what are my other options? And it's interesting because my mom was actually also an entrepreneur when I was growing up. So I was kind of instilled with that entrepreneurial spirit of having that freedom, being able to, you know, in the summertime, she would like hand me the keys to the candy store and be like, don't burn it down. And she would spend the summer at the pool. Right. And I like, I saw the the lifestyle. I saw what was possible And I accidentally stumbled into entrepreneurship myself. And I started my first business when I was 23. Uh, I started my own fashion label and it grew over a course of eight years from me doing one-off, you know, prom dresses, bridesmaids dresses, things like that, to having my collection on zappos.com, dressing Tony Braxton, being on The Bachelor, my dresses, not me, um, and like all these other cool things. Um, but I realized I was still not supporting myself. I was still not creating the wealth I wanted. I was unhappy. I didn't like the industry. And so I shut my fashion business down and was like, all right, universe game on. (laughs) Like, I know there's more available to me. I'm not going to be another story of limitation in my family's lineage. Like, where are we going next? 
And that's when I, I realized I had at the time, eight years of entrepreneurship experience, eight years of counseling experience. And so I started coaching women. And within a year, I had a six figure business, which was more than I was making at my counseling job, and more than I was pulling in at my fashion business. And it's just kind of kept going from there. That was in 2016. And so, you know, it's been a consistent six, seven years since then. And just continuing to grow and do bigger things and help other people become the unlimited creators of wealth in their lives and businesses. And that's, that's what I do on a daily basis. <laughs> this is also amazing. I mean, you know, not settling for being limited. Like I love that. And yeah, you know, based on where you are today, you know, I guess my question is what were some, like, we got a lot of wins, of course, but you know, on that journey to get to those next levels, every next level that you reach, you know, what are some of the biggest challenges that you were facing and how did you I mean, overcome that? Shutting down my fashion business was a huge thing. I mean, so part of it for me was I had wrapped up my entire identity in like being a fashion designer. And right. so like, not only was that my occupation, but that had become like who I was. So all of a sudden, and I had actually said to my mom a few months prior, if I don't have fashion, I don't know who I am. Like, I, I don't have anything but fashion. If I don't have fashion, I kind of don't have a reason to live. And so I had tied up so much of who I was and what I was about. And everything that defined me was essentially in this box of being a fashion designer. And when I took that away and when I decided to close that business, I think that was probably one of the, the hardest things I've done, not in closing it, the closing it part was easy. That part was super simple. It was what came on the other side of that because without fashion, I didn't know who I was and I didn't know what value I had to contribute to the world. And I didn't know how I was going to make money. And I like, literally I took an empire that I had built and I crumbled it to the ground in three over a course of three days. And then I was standing amidst the rubble, unsure of what to do or where to go next or who I was or how to move forward. And so luckily I had hired a business coach actually for my fashion business and knew that I had to continue working with her, even though I didn't have a business anymore and had to start putting the pieces back together. And I essentially had an identity death and like I said, burnt everything to the ground and then, you know, as phoenixes do, they re-arise from the ashes and had to really find that strength within myself again and redefine who I wanted to be in the world and how I wanted to make an impact. And, you know, I, I got to redefine everything. Um, but to get to that moment where I realized that was an opportunity was a lot of days in the fetal position in bed, uh, boxes upon boxes upon boxes upon boxes of Kleenexes and tears and, you know, confronting beliefs about myself and just, I mean, essentially redoing my entire existence. That's such a powerful story because, um, and it's hard because you were so passionate about the fashion and, and that was your, like you said, your identity now, I, I know that that will be relatable to the, some of those who are listening as, you know, it's a huge leap of faith to, you know, start a new journey. It's, I Like, honestly, it's huge. And a lot of people are so afraid of the outcome and, and, you know, 
what's going to happen? There's a fear, right? Um, to take that leap of faith and you took that leap of faith and, and it's not easy. It is not easy. So thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I mean, I think we get so accustomed to holding on to what we have and those dreams that we have, that leap of faith dream that we have isn't intangible. We, we, we can't see it yet because it hasn't been created yet because we haven't said yes to it yet. And so it's so much easier to just remain attached to what we know because it's here. We can touch it. It's in our tangibility. Whereas our dreams are still in that you know energetic state. They haven't been created through us yet. So they don't exist yet. And I see a lot and, you know, I've done this, that, that situation, not so much, but other situations where you just, you just want to hold on to what you know, because it's there and it's safe. Right. But, uh, you know, if we truly want more for our lives, we have to be willing to let go of what we know and be open to saying yes to and creating uh, the, the ideas, the energies, the possibilities that have come to us that just haven't yet materialized in our physical world. Yeah, this is perfect. I just wanted to write that down because it's so true, you know, in order to get where we want, or we want more out of life, then we have to be willing to let go and take that leap of faith, honestly. So I'm so happy you, you covered that because that's huge. Um, so l- tell me a little bit about, you know, we know where you're at right now with the business and stuff, but do you want to talk, dive into the business and exactly, I mean, you mentioned a few things, but do you want to dive into it a little bit more and just tell us where you're at exactly and what you have going on? What's your biggest focus with it right now? Yeah. So interestingly enough, and we'll get into this, I know when we get into the podcast. Um, so I have my, my entrepreneurial coaching business. I am a bespoke business designer. And so I really help people identify what that future vision is, right? That leap of faith. Um, and then work with them. I'm also a trained hypnotherapist, uh, work with them to upgrade their process, their inner processing systems to be aligned with that big leap of faith. And then we start identifying what is that strategy that's going to get you there? And not just any strategy, but your strategy, right? Like the path you're going to walk is going to look differently than the path that anyone else in the world has ever walked. And so we just need to figure out what that strategy is for you. And then the accountability for like the execution, the implementation, right? So that's what I do. I do it on a group basis. I do it on a private basis. And that is the work that I love. To me, it's one, igniting that possibility within people, giving them what they need, you know, getting their mindset on board, their energy on board, their actions on board, begin moving everything in the same direction. Um, and then having someone by your side to be like, all right, do this, do this, do this, take this step, do that move. Like, oh, it didn't work. All right. What's the next one. Right. Like I love puzzling all of those things together. So that's really exciting. And then as we'll talk about with the podcast, I'm actually starting another business. It's a nonprofit business as well. That goes hand in hand, um, with my podcast, which I'm really excited about. Awesome. So did you want to jump in about the new business you're thinking of um, starting, or did you want to jump into the podcast part and we'll, we'll lead up to that? Let's start with the podcast and lead up to it. Cause it's, um, they're actually named the same thing. And so like Perfect. they dovetail in, in together quite nicely. Awesome. Okay. So tell me what were your intentions behind the podcast? I mean, and where are you at with it today? 
Yeah. So kind of like I was talking about with the bespoke part, right? Like every single one of us has a unique path. One of the things I started identifying with my clients is everyone was latching onto these like five-step processes and five-step systems. And like, if you just do the same five things that I've done, you're going to have success too. And I would have these clients come to me and say like, I've tried all these things. They don't work. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I'm like, well, it's not you, right? Like we need, we need to figure out what your path is. So I was having all these conversations with all these clients. And one of the clients said to me, like, the thing you helped me do more than anything was give me permission for my success journey to look unique and to do my success journey in the way that I wanted to do my success journey, not the way anyone else wanted to. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's my new podcast. Like that is what I'm going to focus on. So initially it was called something else, but I rebranded this year for it to be Success Becomes Me. And the whole thing is really talking with super successful people about their journeys to get to where they've gotten and how they define success and the point in their journey in which they knew that they were living by someone else's definition of success and what they had to do in order to get right with themselves to find their definition, to start creating that for their lives. And so I just love it because I get to have these amazing conversations with people and really point out how, you know, we're kind of conditioned that like success is the house, the car, the 2.5 kids, the picket fence, the six figure job, like all these things. Right. And I had so many conversations with people that were like, I went after that and I got there and it sucked. <laughs> like I wasn't happy. I, like I wasn't fulfilled. I looked around having reached this pinnacle being like, this is it. And so it's just so cool to be able to talk to people that have done the things you're supposed to do and they just don't work. They don't fit everyone. Um, so I just really love it. And so it's spun off into, uh, this new venture, which I can talk about. Did you, did you have any more questions about the podcast before I, um, well, we can jump back tell us about the new venture and I can ask you questions. I want to cover that first and then we can jump back into any other questions. Cool. So, you know, here I am during the pandemic recording all these episodes. I think I was doing two episodes a week during the pandemic. We're having really great conversations and I'm on my meditation cushion one morning and I get this really strong visceral vision of me leading this women's conference. And I could feel all of the women in the room. I was literally in tears through the whole meditation. My COVID roommate came out at the time and was like, is everything okay? Is your mom okay? Like, did someone get hurt? It's like, She's like, what is wrong? And I was just bawling. And I was like, I just had the most incredible vision. And I don't know when it's going to happen or where it's going to happen, but like I'm starting this women's activation. And so fast forward uh, two years, August, 2020 to yeah, fast forward two years. I'm like, well, I'll just start taking some action on it and just kind of see um, immediately the convention center in Tulsa is like, yeah, let us just give you the space for three days. And I have confirmed almost all my speakers and I've picked out the menus. And so I'm doing this amazing three-day women's activation to truly help women become the unlimited creators of wealth in their business and that vision of success that they have for themselves, like becoming it. Um, And so I'm really excited about it. It's called Success Becomes Me. Like I said, it's happening uh, in Tulsa, uh, May 16th, 17th, and 18th. 
Um, depending on when people are listening to this, tickets might already be available. I'm 400 person, 400 women in person, and then up to a thousand uh, women virtually. Uh, there will be a few men there too, so you know it's not exclusive to women, but mostly. And it's actually turning into its own nonprofit as well. So wow. it's like spiraled into like its own thing and gets to kind of live as this cool idea that is moving through me that I have the opportunity to create. This is incredible. I'm so happy to hear that. I mean, you had that vision and you took the action and look where it took you. Like, oof, I love it. That's so exciting, yep. honestly. Uh, <laughs> So you're finding that passion again and you're, you're doing your purpose and you're happy about it. And that's the biggest thing, right? You know, like you said, so many people get to that financially stable or very wealthy stage, but they're not happy. You have to be doing something that you feel fulfillment with and, and the purpose, right? So amazing. And that's, it's not to say either, like, you know, it's currently Wednesday. I got a really hard no on Monday that. You know, mm-hmm. if I honestly hadn't been staying at my parents' house, I probably would have stayed in bed for the rest of the day and cried. Like, you know, it, it's not to say that just because you're living your fulfillment and you're living your purpose that everything automatically becomes easy and all of the doors fly open. But then I had a great conversation yesterday that totally turned around and honestly, 5X what the no would have been, you know, like, so it's- Isn't that it's, crazy? It's so, I, I like that I, you know, I'm- I've just learned so much around like a no isn't a no and it doesn't need to be debilitating. I mean, it can still be, there's still grief involved with it. There's still, you know, I'm upset that this opportunity was a no and it kind of sucks. And, you know, you keep moving forward the next day and being like, all right, I have to take the fact that this convention center giving me their space for three days was the universe being like, girl, go like it is time take the action, take the steps. It's going to happen. Um, so yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, there's going to always be those no's and those are just not meant to be in something better is going to happen. Just like in your case, how that, how that happened. So, um, that's huge. That's huge. So tell me a bit about, um, we were talking earlier before the podcast, about the roller coaster. um, getting, getting off the roller coaster of inconsistent income. Do you want to touch on that a little bit, uh, dive into that? Cause I know that you have some good value to add in regards to it. Yeah. I mean, really, honestly, you know, talking about this idea of becoming unlimited creators of wealth, right? We, what I've seen both in my entrepreneurial journey and in pretty much all my clients' entrepreneurial journeys as well is that we put stuff out there and we start creating momentum and we start generating income. And then there's almost this sense that like, oh, I can coast now or, oh, I can stop marketing now or, oh, I'm generating income. So I don't have time to do, you know, money, money generating activities in in my business today or tomorrow or whatever. Right. And um, a lot of people get on that hamster wheel of working in their business so much that they forget to work on their business. And so what happens is you stop taking those revenue generating actions, your income falls again, right? And so then you you are at a place where you're like, oh, now I got to start doing revenue generating activities again. And I watch this with a lot of entrepreneurs. There's just a lot of inconsistency and, and it creates a lot of stress 
for entrepreneurs as well, because they're, you know, they're on the top of the mountain and then the bottom of the valley and the top of the mountain and the bottom of the valley. And it just, it becomes this almost cycle as well. And it's, it's stressful on your body, your mind, your bank account, all of the things. And so one of the things I'm really passionate about with helping people become unlimited creators of wealth is what truly goes into having consistent income in your business, what systems, what operations, what habits, what mindsets, what actions, like what are the actual ingredients that go into making sure that you maintain consistent income in your business on a, on a steady basis, right? On, on a sustained basis. So, um, you know, it's really important to me that people just have that knowledge, that awareness, that understanding that there is really no coasting in business, right? Like we still have to show up and continue doing the money generating activities, putting ourselves out there, having conversations, making offers, you know, doing all of these things. uh, Because a woman I just talked to on Facebook today was like, I launched my book and I thought all these partners were going to come out of the woodwork and start knocking on my door to want to do partnership deals with me. And I was like, babe, you got to pitch yourself. Like yeah. until you're Gordon Ramsay, no one's coming and knocking on your door. So you have to be the one to make contact and build relationships with the brands you want to partner with, with the influencers that you want to work with, with, you know, all of those things has to be something and it doesn't have to burn you out, but making, you know, two emails a day or two offers a day or you know, just like something consistently to be bringing in those things that you want in your business. Absolutely. You got to put the work in, right? Like no one's going to come knocking at that door. I mean, good things will happen. Of course, if you're in line with where you want to go and you have the right, you know, you're working on yourself and you're working on your business, but you have to put, everyone can give you whatever information you need to do good. But if you're not doing the work on it, or putting it in, it's not going to happen. No one's going to come knocking on that door, <laughs> you know? So yeah. that was one of the things about there. the secret. You know, I see a lot with like manifestation people. They're like, well, the secret yeah. told me if I just sat around and thought about the red car, the red car would come. And I'm like, but you still have to be the one to walk into the dealership and to test drive the red car and to sign the paperwork for the red car and to put the money down on, you know, like, it's still going to take some actions for you to manifest the things you want. It's not about just sitting around thinking about them. It's a combination, right? You need, yes, the mindset, yes, the energy and the action plan to go with it. Otherwise you're sitting around, you know, twiddling your thumbs. Right it's not, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any tips on the man of anything that you've maybe manifest in? I mean, I know you mentioned with the, the, um, you know, the, it's, I don't know if it's a summit or the activation. Is it a summit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the 400 women, um, and some men, you know, you manifested that and put the action in. Do you have any tips for those who are kind of into the manifestation? I know I am, um, because it's, I, I mean, you sound like you, can add a lot of value in regards to that as well. Yeah, actually my first offers in my business, I was teaching manifestation. Um, And so uh, I love manifestation, again, coupled with the strategic actions. Um, But yeah, so even with, I would say the TED Talk, right? And the the activation both, um, the TED Talk came to me in a vision as well in meditation. So 
here I have this vision of this TED talk, vision of this activation, me doing these two things, but it's the pandemic. How are these things going to happen? So what I spent my time doing uh, was visualizing it and not just visualizing it, like seeing it in my head, but dropping the energy of that into my body. By the time I stood on that red dot on Friday night for my walkthrough, I had already stood on that red dot at least a thousand times before that moment. So whereas other people I saw getting up on the red dot being like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Like for me, it's not that it wasn't exciting, but I was like, I've already practiced this moment a thousand times. Like this to me is old hat because I have practiced it so much. So I love the idea of doing, having that practice within yourself and then also um, living as if. So even as I was working on my speech and memorizing it and speaking it out and, and doing that at home, when I, after I found out that I had gotten it, um, I would put on the same shoes that I was going to wear on stage to live as if I, you know, you I would close my it. eyes to recite it, live as if I was on that stage as I was reciting it and memorizing it over and over and over again. Or, you know, if you want to be a digital nomad, can you go work at, at a pool this afternoon, right? Like bring your laptop with you and go live as if you are a digital nomad today. Or, you know, when we were little kids, we wanted to be a doctor. We'd put on a doctor coat and a stethoscope and we were doctors. Right. We stopped doing that when we're adults. And so if you want to manifest something, you have to not only get in the energy of it, but like live as if that is already your reality. And that will literally shorten the gap between you and your vision. A hundred percent. And I've heard it so many times. Like you have to act as the person that you're wanting to become. Pretend you're already that person. Act like you're that person and start dressing like that person, like you do with the shoes, you know, envision it over and over and over again, and then put in the work and put in the action. And it's going to, like you said, shorten the gap. <laughs> I love yep. this. Uh, so motivating, right? Um, <laughs> this is great. So, you know, tell me a little bit about Okay. So with the podcast that you have right now, um, how does it tie into your business? Um, so initially part of it was like, oh, I was just interviewing other entrepreneurs. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't know if it necessarily, when I first started it tied into, I would have some past clients on, but I don't know if it necessarily tied into my coaching. I did some solo episodes around some of my coaching topics, things like that. Obviously now it's going to become part of, so like every single speaker that's at this conference uh, will be interviewed on the podcast leading up to it. And it's kind of going to be um, a way for me to continue the conversations that are happening at the activation, both before and after, um, you know, my hope with this nonprofit is to not just have this activation, but to even potentially be having two a year with 1500 women at it. And then, you know, starting to do smaller ones, maybe weekend retreats or things like that. Um, and then the podcast will be um, not a lead generator, but almost a way for people to kind of get access to the people that are going to be on stage, the people that are going to be teaching in the community, the people that have gone through the process and come out on the other side and found, you know, their success, uh, become that success. So, um, I think initially when I did it, honestly, it was just a little bit of a like COVID project to, 
you know, keep me sane and in communication with other humans while we were like locked in our boxes. Um, But now it's obviously come more full circle two years later and like really begun to tie into a way that I can make this activation more than just a three-day experience. Incredible. With the podcast that you have right now, um, does it often lead to any of the people that you interview becoming clients? It hasn't yet. Um, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, I haven't, I know that model and I I Mm -hmm. tried that model once and it didn't, didn't exactly work well for me. I never found a way to do it that felt kind of ethical and um, aligned. Uh, But that's, you know, again, possibly just me. Uh, I also am using it as, so I'm bringing in sponsors for the activation as well. And so I'm using it as a um, kind of benefit for the sponsorships. So if you're a title sponsor, you get, you know, XYZ advertisement on the podcast for X amount of time. Um, If you are a title sponsor, your CEO can be interviewed on the podcast to be featured on the podcast to then promote, you know, your business, things like that. So I'm using it also as like sponsor perks uh, for the brands and businesses that want to get involved and like help fund the activation. Love it. This is exciting. Oh, I can't wait to see how it goes and hear your new, your new podcast and everything that you got going on is so exciting. Oh my gosh. You, you know, you put the action in, you manifested that. And I'm, I love your mission and I love how it's going for you. And oh, I'm super excited to hear about it. That'd well, be we'll exciting to do for you. If you want to come you. to Tulsa, you can come hang out Thank with us you. for three days. It's going to be awesome. I would love that. I would love that. You know, and also you said retreats. What are your, what is your idea in regards to the retreats? What's your plan? What are you thinking of? I'm excited to hear more. Yeah, it's funny. I always thought I would integrate them like into my coaching business, which, you right. know, it's it's going to be interesting because with a nonprofit and a for-profit, you definitely have to keep them separate. Um, right. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they play out. But I think a lot of the success becomes me stuff as well. Will I'll be bringing in so many other experts to supplement. And so it'll almost be like, I'm more like the conductor than the one, you know, sitting in every seat of the orchestra playing every instrument. So um, it'll be cool. Like I'll get to bring in all of my favorite people. Like my best friend is a photographer. And so having a retreat where, you know, women get to come and like, yeah, you get headshots throughout the process as well, because I brought a photographer in to help you out with, you know, embodying that success and communicating it through a new photograph or bringing in, you know, my, my friends that are sales experts to come in and like, let's work through your sales process. Like, and just, I don't know. I just, I see it as being more of like a collaborative environment rather than if I would have done it through my business, which would have just been kind of like me, you know? Right. Right. Oh, so exciting. Oh, I can't wait. Honestly, your journey has been amazing. And, you know, you took that leap of faith and look where it's gotten you. So congrats on that because I mean, you're on TEDx and I mean, you're doing a, like having 400 women come together all because of you and really shining a light on, you know, your purpose and your calling. And I just love it. I love it. And you're helping change lives, which is so important. 
it's fun. Honestly, like I, you know, I look back on the me from 2015 that thought that fashion was the only way she could contribute to the world. And like, I just, I have so much compassion for that self that just had no idea what was waiting for her and what she was capable of and, you know, who she, she could become. Um, and I want to help, I want to help more women access that and like really tap into that, you know, that limitless potential that we all have within us. I love every minute of this. This is great. Great. <laughs> I just want to thank you again for coming on because you really have touched some points that we haven't really touched before on the podcast, you know, about the manifestation and, and, you know, taking that leap of faith and empowering other women to do the same thing and, you know, really understand that there is so much more out there and like not to just settle. Right. So I love that. I love that. And I appreciate it. Such a pleasure Thank having you, you today, Brie. Thanks if anyone's looking, me. of course, yes, it was such a pleasure. If anyone's looking to connect with you and what you have going on, you've got some amazing stuff going on. What would be some of the best ways to go ahead and reach out? Uh, so my website, which is my name, com. that's B-R-I-S-E-E-L-E-Y.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Seely. And if you have any interest in joining the activation, either virtually or in person, coming and hanging out with us at the Cox Convention Center in Tulsa, um, visit successbecomesme.com. Um, you can also find the Success Becomes Me podcast on every podcast station. And uh, the Instagram for that is also uh, Success Becomes Me. Incredible. Bria, this has been amazing. I thank you again. And I can't wait to see what's moving forward, how everything goes for you. It's so exciting. You know, this is just the beginning too. So, I mean, with this whole new business and everything going on. So, love it. Thank you. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoy, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like our lovely Brie did today to share your story, let us know what you're up to. Where's the business at? How's the podcast going? You know, and add some value to the listeners. Please go to top100interview.com. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Brie. Bye. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.